Welcome to Give Up the Grind with your hosts, Dr. Greta Anderson and Kevin R. McGee. Insights and offerings for building your best life on your terms. Every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Capilla Radio Network. To listen to this and other great past shows, go to www.capbillaradionetwork.com or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone out there today for your next episode of Give Up the Grind? I am your host, Kevin McGee. And I am Dr. Greta Anderson. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you doing today, Greta? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good. I've been doing a little little traveling for the summer with, okay. with the family. Okay. And summer travel? Getting, Summer travels, you know, summer travels are always good with, 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 with the kids and, and the family. You know, unfortunately, though, sometimes when you're doing a summer traveling, you need a vacation from the vacation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> that is often the case. You need a vacation, need a vacation from, from the vacation. The vac- vacay from the vacay. Yeah. Vacay from yeah. the vacay. Yeah. Right. Working on the vacay, you know. There's been a Indeed. lot going on. How about yourself? How has your summer been Just- so far? Summer's going well. It seems that it's going rapidly. It's hard to believe where we right. are. We're already at the midpoint in July, right. but uh, going really? well and um, just, you know, getting on with the grind, as they say, yeah. but it's a good yeah. grind here. So, you know, it's a good grind. So here, to give up the grind, you know, folks, we focus on uh, insights and offerings to help you build your best life on your turn. Your so terms. today, why don't we go ahead and get into it, Kevin? Today we're yeah, going to be yeah. talking about the pros and cons of working while starting a business. So big this topic. Should be a great interest. Big topic. This should be a great interest yeah. to a lot of people because this is a question that I encounter a lot. And I guess you know, as time goes on, you know, you get asked more and more questions. And just the other day, I had a rather lengthy, lengthy conversation at the nineteenth uh-huh. hole with someone about wow. this. And, yeah, it was just literally less than 48 hours ago. So how timely is the topic? Because, of course, you know, I was thinking, wow, like they know what we were going to be discussing today. So I'm anxious to, uh, for us to s- discuss this because I think this will be really important and helpful to some of our yeah. listeners. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I get the question a lot too. So definitely yeah, it should be very yeah. helpful to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, you know, and often as, as, as this uh, person kind of posed to me, it's a very simple question. They were, you know, kind of sought my advice in asking, should they try and work while starting the business? And, of course, that can depend on a number of things, but um, how do you, when, you, when, that, when you're, that question is posed to you, Kevin, yeah. how do you address it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, over the years, uh, I can say that, that it's definitely, it, it's changed for me. Um, and I think a lot of it, you know, has to do with where you are in life and, and where you are financially. You know, ye- years ago when I was, was, was much younger and uh, a little more, uh, what's the word, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Bold. Maverick. And, 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 and maverick and courageous and childless, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, keyword is childless. You know, I definitely, you know, thought that you should go all in. You know, if you're going to start a business, you need to go ahead and, you know, save your money or raise your money, do whatever. But once you start that business, you need to be able to go and give 120% Mm -hmm. 
you know, if you're going to be successful. And, you know, I think that, you know, some people still believe that, and, and, and I, don't, I don't know which, which, which one is right or wrong, but I do know that, you know, for me, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've seen more and more examples of people successfully starting a business while they were working full-time, you know, and, and I've seen them be able to kind of make the transition from being employed full-time to running their business full-time with what I would say is a little more ease. You know, I think when you mm-hmm. when you kind of strike out on your own and, you're, and you don't have any other source of income, you know, other than the business, I think it does a couple of different things. I think, one, you know, and have a lot of money, it can put a little more undue stress on the startup, right, because you're making the startup pay for itself, the business's expenses, and your, and your expenses as well. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's something that, you know, is a little unfair, you know, to the business. So, I, yes, it's unfair, you know, because the business, you know, I tell people, I use it now, businesses are like babies. You know, when they first start, they need all the love, attention, support, and resources and money, you know, that you can kind of muster. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if you know, in, in um, addressing that question, should you work while um, starting a business, um, for many people, um, you know, excluding those where, um, you know, financial survival viability is not an issue. I would kind of lean toward yes in many instances. And mm-hmm. the answer is very closely related to some of the things you just said. Having income is going to take pressure off of your fledgling business, your fledgling enterprise. And yep. that's good for a bunch of reasons, but one of the biggest is that it allows you to make sound decisions. It allows you to make big-picture decisions because you're not worried about taking money out <laughs> of, of the company to meet your daily life expenses, daily and needs. that's a very real yeah. thing. You know, it, as you said, it's a great analogy, and I, and I use that oftentimes in speaking about my, my, my businesses. You know, I tell people, like, it's hard to believe the baby doesn't need me very much. He's 10 years old. He doesn't even want me around as much anymore. Right. I use right. that analogy all the time because for many years, the baby needed me 24-7 for years, mm-hmm. um, just as an infant does. And it's important to understand that um, you need, to, once you get that revenue stream moving in the right direction, you need to reinvest it in most instances. And again, when you need to take it out to pay the mortgage or the rent or the car note or whatever the case may be, that becomes increasingly difficult, and you have to make – you're going to be forced into some bad decision-making. Oh, definitely. And, and if you have a family, uh, it's even worse, you know, because you're sure. having – you know, you're not only are you making that decision for yourself, you know, you're making that decision for your family as well. And so, I mean, I think exactly. you know, a lot of that, you know, uh, you know, plays into, you know, starting that business while you're working. Now, when you, when you started your business, your, your first mm-hmm. business – you know, what were some of the things that you did in preparation to leave? You know, did you start mm-hmm. to save money? Did you mm-hmm. think about it early on? Had you already had savings? Or how did you sort of make that transition? Well, this is what I knew, and this is what I, you know, kind of coming from, you know, if you will, I guess some of that vintage, more old school line of thinking in our uh, upbringing is that being broke and being in debt are two different things. And I was, 
I was kind of always taught that, you know, you can endure being broke for a minute. Okay, you may eat rice aroni or ramen noodles or something like that, but being in debt is a completely different bird. Right. So I focused on ensuring that I had minimal debt. I mean, I right. had a mortgage, but that was it. Oh, and I, I had student loans at the time, you know. But, no, I didn't have a visa bill, you know, a, you know, a visa bill. I didn't have a car, no. I, didn't, I made sure and got rid of all of those things before I was, you know, kind of going to take this proverbial jump off the cliff. And I think that, well, that, that and this can be another, this is a, a topic, a, an in-depth topic for another um, episode of Give Up the Grind. It's really difficult to begin saving when you're in debt. Definitely. <laughs> you got debt service. So for me, that was the big thing. I couldn't save until I was out of, you know, I had gotten rid of debt. And I never had carried a bunch, but I got rid of whatever I had. I remember that. And so then I was able to save. And then I did save quite aggressively before I made the big leap. Because you've got I to think- know that you're just not going to be making money for a while. Yeah, and it was still way longer than thing. I thought. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I did the same. I mean, I think, you know, my first business was a little different. I didn't say we actually were able to go out and borrow some money to start that business, my partners and I. And, and you know, we, we unfortunately, we didn't do great. So we ended up with mm-hmm. a debt, like you just sort of mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working to pay down that debt while you still have this entrepreneurial urge, you know, they're very conflicting conflicting mindsets, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, sure. conflicting ways sure. ways of feeling. You know, you want to, you know, you really want to start this business, you really have this idea, but you also still have this debt that you, that you have to pay or you have other debts. And so one of the things that I did in my next go-around was to really the same thing that you said, you know, make sure that you minimize all of your debts, whether that's credit card debt, student loan debt, whatever debts you can, you know, sort of minimize those debts. And then once you've done that, then you can start, like you said, aggressively saving. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, when I started kind of my second formal business, I stayed in a a small one-bedroom, you know, studio, you know, even though I could afford a a lot better. You know what I'm saying? I was in a one-bedroom studio. Right. I think I might have had one TV on on a college chest left over from, 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 you know, my college days. And I just had a, a real bare-bones budget, and I was able to save, you know, very aggressively. And so when I started again, I, ha- I had some money, I had some skin in the game, and it was a much easier, you know, much easier thing to do when you have a little bit of money in there. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me you haven't heard yet? You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Let me break it down and make it plain. On August 13, 2017, one of the greatest events is going to take place. This is the 6th Annual Nonprofit Trinity Awards that's going to be taking place at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. Now listen, men, you've got to have your swag. Women, you've got to wear your finest, your gowns, because at 5 p.m., there's going to be a photo op session. Yes, people are going to walk down the red carpet, have their photos taken. It is going to be wonderful. Mix and mingle, they'll be all dirty. What is this all about? Well, let me tell you. On August 13, 2017, at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center, it's going to be the Nonprofit Trinity Awards, the sixth annual one, that is. For more information, you've got to go to www.nonprofittrinityawards.org. Don't miss this great event. It's going to be second unto none. you got to be there. Hope to see you. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. 
So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Hello, family. Welcome. Hello. We are back from the break. We're back yes. and ready to go. Con- continuing continue our discussion. Right. The pros and cons of working while started. You know, I think the, the, the number one thing I think that, that I talk to a lot of clients about, you know, when they are starting a business, and I think it's probably one of the number one concerns of a lot of startups is, you know, how am I going to start my business? Where am I going to, you know, where am I going to get the money from? Where am I going to get the financing from? You know, do I need a loan? You know, how, how am I going to get the money, right? The, the money, right. show me the money, <laughs> you know, because that's, I mean, that's the number one thing. <laughs> and so I think one of, one of, the, one of the advantages or, or the pros, I think, of working while you're starting your business, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but we'll get a little deeper into it now, is that, you know, it actually helps you create an income stream, you know, while you're starting that business, you know. And so, so you know, for you, Greta, you know, two questions, actually. Uh, sure. One, when you started your business, how important or how helpful was that, you know, other income stream, whether that was from a job or another source of income or savings, but how important mm-hmm. was that income stream when you started? And then number two, when you began to expand and grow your business, how important was that income stream to getting traditional financing like a business loan or access to capital or sure. things like that? Sure. Sure. Well, it, it's that income is is important at so many phases um, of that road that you just spoke of, Kevin. For starters, it was important because as a human being, I like to eat. And I need protein. I need a roof over my head. I need gas in my vehicle. All of those things. And so I know I said that in a rather facetious manner, manner, but it's very real. It it takes a tremendous load off. Yes, you're you're tired sometimes. I mean, that's just you know that's part of part for the course at times. But there's when you're able to be stable, that goes a long way. Just in your personal wellness number one, and just mindset and everything, you know that you can continue moving forward towards your goals. From the standpoint of um, helping with gaining access to capital and that type of thing, what many um, people new to the world of of business building don't realize is that for quite some time, any capital that you're going to um, seek access to is going to be guaranteed by you personally. Your business is not established enough, strong enough, earning enough, uh, netting enough income, revenue to stand on its own to get a loan from a bank. So you mean I I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't call one of those 800 numbers of the signs I see on the side of the road that says we'll set up your business credit in 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 30 days. <laughs> I can't. Well, you I can't can. I wouldn't recommend that you would. That you do. <laughs> yes. So that is correct. So right. That is. I. That has been an aha moment for many clients I've had over the years. They right. go like, "What?" I go like, "Yes, just because you have a tax ID number and a name and a business card does not mean that in the eyes of a lender." You're credit worthy. Right, they're not going to give you money. And 
and and typically not the type of money that you're talking about to facilitate the growth of even a small uh you right. know micro business if you will right. i mean they're not going to just right. go in and give you 50 grand like no sir. right so that's where yeah. that that it can come in handy to have that job because yeah. okay yeah. now we have a guarantee but um so it so it's really um important and also maintaining that level of a, a level of of income and stability in your income facilitates having that smooth track record when you do go to the bank, when you are ready for an expansion, when you are ready to move into your own brick-and-mortar establishment, so on and so forth. Credit will matter, and income is is a part of of keeping that credit um, profile intact. Yeah, for for several years I worked for a small business, a micro lender, and and one of the things that, you know, to your point, that has changed, I think, tremendously, you know, in the financing world is that today, you know, given the current climate of financing and small business failures, most mm-hmm. banks insist, you know, if you do not have another stream of income, you will not get a loan. <laughs> you know I mean? Period. Period. Have, period. Oh, period. As they say, full stop, full stop. Yeah, period. I mean, it doesn't matter how, how good your credit score is. It doesn't matter, right. you know, how long you've been a bit. If you can't pay us independently of your business, right? So they aren't really concerned right. with you know, the profit. The other thing that I get from people is, well, you know, I'm going to pay the loan back or I'm going to pay back the, the, the financing I received from the profits of my business. It no, doesn't work like hurt. that. that. It doesn't, doesn't work, work like that. You have to identify income streams that you can repay the loan with that are not dependent upon that business and the success of that right. business. And so a lot of – I've had a lot of bankers, you know, advise a lot of clients, hey, don't quit your job. Keep your job. Try to figure out a way that you can start your business on the side, you know, while you're while you're still employed, so that you can make those payments and can do the things that you need to do to, you know, really help your business, you know, be be, be successful. The, the the other thing that I've seen, you know, that works sometimes is if you have, you know, other sources, you know, of income. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes alimony depending on how much it is, you know, can, can be of assistance. Sometimes if you have, you know, any sort of, you know, investment or, you know, 401Ks or things like that, you know, but you have to have something coming in to, to generate money and revenue to repay that loan that's independent of the business. And I think a lot of people, you know, to your point earlier, they, they miss that point. You know, you have to be able to sustain your business, repay the loan, and take care of your personal expenses. Right, well, and that I mean, that that, that can be back. a lot. That can be a lot. But if we go back to okay, kind of our earlier parts of our earlier discussion, if we do a bit more, and I realize that you know life is real and and it's expensive as well. But if we do a bit of saving, then sometimes we don't have to go back. We don't have to go to the lender so quickly yep. to move forward with yep. the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have some money saved. And, and it just it just makes it easier, and I think that's the, that's it's the right. real that's the real question. It's like you know you know should mm-hmm. you work while starting a business? I mean, I think the answer is how how and when I say easy, I mean in terms of financing. How easy do you want the business to operate? Right? Do you or how easy right. do you want it on yourself? Do you want to you know sort of stress yourself out and try to figure out how are you going to pay your employees? How are you going to pay yourself? How are you going to pay the business's bills mm-hmm. and pay yourself and take care of your own personal expenses? 
right? That's a lot of pressure. But if you can find ways, again, to kind of, you know, spread out that risk a little bit, you know, I think, you know, I think it's, it's helpful. The other thing that, that I advise uh, a lot of people with is that, you know, really be prepared for how long you think it's going to take your business to make a profit and then add and then double it. onto that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And yes. I mean, I think, so, yes, absolutely. You know, so if it's going to be, you know, six, if you think in six to six months you're going to be able to make a profit, go ahead and make it a year before you think you're going to make a profit, sure. you know, because sure. invariably it's going to, it's going to, it's going to take longer. And I think, you know, the other thing that I've seen in terms of businesses that are successful, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of being able to stay open as a business. Sustain, you know, that's right. Being able, being able to persist. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, the, the number one rule to staying in business is staying open. If you can stay open mm-hmm. and keep your doors open and keep your business going, you know, you always have the opportunity for, for, for new, you know, new business revenues and, and, and new opportunities. So you got to stay open. You have to stay open. You got to keep the money coming in. You have to stay open. Yes, I think I, you know, mentioned uh, when I, you know, made the big leap and 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 uh, left, you know, my corporate career, and I had, you know, I'd say that taking care of, you know, any, you know, debt and that type of thing. So I was like, okay, so it wasn't that there wasn't money there, but you you'd be amazed. I mean, and it could happen to any of us, if you will, how rapidly that money goes away when there's absolutely nothing coming in. Right. And I recall vividly, it was about eight or ten months before another, and I do mean another dime was placed, deposited into that account. I mean, wow. I remember leaving. I'm like, okay, I've got, you know, I'm good. I've got, you know, I, I mean, I saved pretty well and everything like that. And I'm going like, holy smokes, this is what happens when you don't have a payroll deposit every other time. <laughs> Right. I mean, Nothing life happens. <laughs> Nothing appears. There's no, I mean, there's a lot of subtraction right. and no addition. That mortgage right. starts looking a lot bigger when, you know, month after month after month, there's nothing offsetting, you know. I mean, and you're working. You're working harder than you ever worked. And that is when you realize that not that this is going to be harder than I thought, but the realities of actually earning every every dollar. And, you know, we'll get to later on down the road here at Give Up the Grind about, you know, what you really have to make to make what you need to make because, you know, there's these other little things called taxes and payroll and FICA and unemployment insurance, all of these things that really kind of, you know, dig away. Um, so it is, it is just important to provide yourself with as much of a cushion and stability as you possibly can. And so if there is an opportunity to make it work with that, uh, with your um, employment for a, a haul as you begin that, that um, business, I'd I, I say give it consideration. Um, you know, I think there's the other thing. little thing, Kevin, too. Yeah. And we're ahead. talking a lot about it here in America. Yep. Yep, yep. Healthcare. I was going to say it. Medical benefits. <laughs> Medical. Ooh, the H word. You have to have some benefits. Everybody has to have yeah. benefits, man. You have to have benefits. You have I mean, to have I'm benefits. Sure, as I'm sure as a seasoned, you know, and veteran coach, 
of uh, entrepreneurs and, and business owners, you've heard some unfortunate and very sad tales of people who thought it would never be them. And then I, mean, I think a health, and, and it, a health it, issue crisis. appears. Yeah. A crisis, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, a crisis. I mean, I think um, it happens every day. And I've seen every day. really, yeah, I've seen some really great businesses go away because of that. You know, you have a small business, mm-hmm. the owner is doing everything as the primary you know, salesperson, he or she is holding it together, and they get sick, and, and the business folds, you know, uh, mm-hmm. almost almost overnight. And so you really have to think, you know, deeply about that health question. And, and, and if you do decide to leave your job and start your business full time, the biggest, one of the biggest costs that you have to factor into that equation is how are you going to pay for your health care? Right, you know, how are you going to pay that? You know, seven hundred dollar a month premium or four hundred dollar a month premium. If you have a family, mm-hmm. it may be a thousand dollar a month premium, and that has to be paid every month on time. You know, and, and they uh, will, pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's and it's and it's it's a huge, it's a huge responsibility, and I think you really have to, you know, think about that really, you know, because to think that you can start a business and everything is going to go great, everything is going to go go okay. Hey, I'm in good health. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get sick and that may very well be true but you can't control what's happening around you you know you can't control someone exactly. crashing into your car you can't control walking across the street and there's a crazy driver right? right you know right. yeah you can't control any right. of those things so you know health care right. is, is is a huge one you really have to think about you know how are you going to kind of pay right. for your benefits and then and what's that and it goes, what, you know right. what does that cost Right, and it's kind of as if I'm sounding like a broken record here, but again, in this in this climate where we are with with healthcare and uh, medical insurance and that type of thing, if you have a $700 deductible on an individual policy, which is what you would have as a as a small business owner, you're going to have a deductible that's anywhere between six and ten thousand dollars. So it goes back to this point I made about saving. You got to have saving. You have to because that's just cover that seven hundred dollars a month is just covering the premium. We haven't been to the doctor yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have not been to the doctor yet. You we haven't have even seen any. That's, that's not the copay. You haven't seen one, <laughs> right? And in, and of course, as we all know, how those deductibles work until you spend six grand or ten grand mm-hmm. or whatever the deductible is, you pay. Yeah, you have to so, you have to, you have to think about that piece. So folks, and it's not at all a fear factor. We can all do it, you can do it, and we're here to encourage you. But these are the realities of of uh, moving in in the entrepreneurial direction and though we just wanna keep everybody informed and aware as we move definitely. forward in, in making making our dreams come true, right? Definitely, definitely. So let's uh let's take a quick break and when we get okay. back we'll kind of round out this episode and, and give you guys some some actual strategies and some insight that you can use when kind of making that transition and then so we'll give you some final thoughts on this topic the pros and cons of working while you're starting your business. We'll be back soon. Give up the grind. Give it up. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. 
I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. So, folks, we are back. We are back. Give up the grind with Kevin R. McGee, author I am of Dr. I Am the Brecha First. Anderson. I'm sorry. That's right. Tell us again. Self plug there. No, no, just 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 self, self, quick self plug there. Kevin McGee, author and of no I shame. Am the First. <laughs> excellent, excellent read, folks. Excellent, excellent read, excellent read. And, and I my am Dr. Greta Anderson. I am Dr. Anderson, business builder, well, publications on the way. and educator. Yes, so you can visit, um, you know, my website, drgretaanderson.com. Check out, download my ebook. It'll be on Amazon soon. Um, but you can get the anatomy of, effect, of effective goal setting. So I encourage like you to that. get that short but powerful read and um, get get things moving in the direction of your choosing. But I guess, Kevin, we better get back to our um, topic, which is um, – pros and cons of working while starting a business. And right now, I think we need to kind of um, discuss a little bit the strategies for working full-time and starting a business because, you know, yeah. I mean, with everything, we know we've got to have a plan and a, and a smart yep. strategy to make it come to fruition. Um, so yep. what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, so I'll share, I think, my personal strategy uh, for working starting businesses, and this is one that I've used for uh, a, a large portion of my life. And, <laughs> and it's going to sound bad to some people, but it's actually okay because everybody was okay with it. So for me, okay. um, I've always had a very good relationship with my wife. And so we've always sort of sat down and said that, hey, you know, we're in this together. We're working together towards this common goal of being self-sufficient, being wealthy, and being able to sort of be in control of our own destinies as a family. And so I've always had the entrepreneurial itch. I always want to start businesses. I always want to kind of go out there and, and blaze new trails. And my wife uh, is, is almost, you know, complete opposite where she, she you know, she enjoys work. You know, she enjoys the certainty. She enjoys interacting with coworkers in the workplace. You know, she, she, I mean, she literally, you know, literally enjoys that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, a lot of people enjoy it. You know, I tell her all the time, hey, you know, more power to you, you know, but that's not, right. that's not where I'm at. 
you know, and I think mm-hmm. we have a, a kind of a mutual respect for that. And so one of the strategies that we've always employed was that my wife has pretty much always had a full-time job, you know, and she's kept mm-hmm. the job, she's kept the benefits, and that has allowed me to sort of go out and take some additional risks and do some things and start businesses. And, and we both and our entire family uh, has benefited, you know, from from doing that. And it's worked out, you know, very, very well. Uh, it hasn't always been perfect. You know, there have been obviously been ups and downs and sure. some good times and some bad times and, and stressful times and less stressful times. But I will say that I think – you know, overall, it, it, it has worked well because we both understand that we're we're living our lives. The, the, the saying goes like this, live a few years of your life like others won't so you can live the rest of your life like others can't, right? And so right. we've always kind of opted right. to live below our means, you know, be, be a little bit more thrifty, a little bit more frugal. And so because of that, we've been able to get by on one income or one and a half income mm-hmm. until, you know, the business took off or until we got, right. you know, those major contracts coming in or until we were able to do those. So for me, you know, that has always been, you know, a philosophy. And I'm not going to say that that's why I got married. Obviously it's not. But I, I will say, just being real honest, when I, when I thought about getting married, that was one of the things that I was very upfront with you know, with my wife was that, hey, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, this is what I'm trying to do, and this is kind of how I view the world. And I think, you know, from that perspective, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not or whatever, you know, I think you really have to be really honest with yourself about who you are, what you're capable of, and what it is that you want to do and what your goals are. And kind of once you, you know, understand really who you are as a person, you can develop you know, a strategy around that. If you if you are the type of, you know, if, if you're a person that feels that, hey, when I start a business, I want to be all in, I want to be able to be there 24-7, then you probably need to save all of the money that you're going to need for the first year and a half of your business, right? So so working, working full-time may not be an option for you. Saving full-time may be your option. So maybe you save all of your money and then you start. If you're a person who you can maybe sort of gradually move into it. Maybe you work and kind of start your business at, at whatever level you can while you're working and gradually, you know, increase your responsibility as you go forward. But I think for me, the thing has always been just being real honest with myself about what I've done and what I'm capable of and, you know, putting a plan or a strategy around that, you know, what about yourself? I think that um, there are lots of different strategies for lots of different situations. I'm a very pragmatic person and um, though it is not um, at the core of everything, the, the, a lot of the issues that go on with uh, the stressors of beginning a business and leaving a job or staying at a job, they're rooted in financial preparation so, right. and, and, and mental preparation. So that's really kind of where my emphasis uh, would be. Um, when, when, in, in addressing this question, I would say if I kind of had to narrow it down to three or four bullet points, which is what I'll do, I would say um, no, in no specific order, number one, be prepared for the fact that you're going to spend most of your time working. If you're working full time <laughs> and you're starting a business, you're going to spend most of your waking hours working. You must understand and absorb that point. 
and those in your inner circle, your family, your children, your loved ones, they will also need to absorb that point. Yep. Yep. Because that's just kind of the way it is if that is what you're pursuing. So it's no coming home and watching reality TV. For two, and I'm not just nothing wrong with that, but those are precious hours that you will need to spend building your business. Number yeah, two, and I, think, I would say. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I would say number two, keep the spending lean as you prepare to open, you know, the doors of your new business. And while you're building, you know, while, you know for a while, um, just to develop that habit because it will take this, it will, it will take, it will lessen the likelihood of excessive financial pressure building upon you. Uh, and then number three, I would say, be specific. Here we go. I'm a goal setter. You know, I'm very focused on discipline and goals in achieving our life's um, desires. Set goals for when it's feasible for you to leave your day job. Not when you want to, when it's feasible, when it makes sense. That's a good one. Yep. Um, you know, one we were, you know, as we were preparing um, for this uh, this uh, episode of uh, Give Up the Grind, I was just kind of thinking about because I'm a, I'm a reader and I do a lot of reading, and I remember it's been several years ago, but I went back in my notes and I found this interesting quote from. Uh, Mr. Truett Cathy, and, of course, everybody in Atlanta knows who that is. That was the founder and former chairman, who I think passed away maybe a few years ago, mm-hmm. of Chick-fil-A, home of the chicken sandwich, right? But I love this quote right. from him. It says, a tremendous amount of want to. That's the difference between success and failure. I want to start a business. <laughs> I want to be successful. <laughs> That's a big one, you know, a tremendous amount of want to versus going to. Wow. And so I guess that would be one of those that I would put, remember that. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one, yeah. And he, and he did it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would say so. So I guess, you know, I guess the bottom line is, you know, there's really no – you know, right or wrong answer, you know, to whether or not you work full-time where you, when you start a business. I think it really just depends on, you know, you looking at yourself honestly and making an assessment of where you are right now in your life, you know, and, 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 and where you want to be and where you want your business to be, you know, in the future. And, and I think, you know, you have to really think about that and, and find the solution that makes the most sense for you. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, guys, that is it for this week's episode of Give Up the Grind. I hope that you have enjoyed it. Please make sure, again, that you follow us on our respective social media platforms. I can be found at KevinRMcGee.com, also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, by the same handle, Kevin R. McGee. So definitely connect with me, like my pages, sign up for the blog. would love to connect with you as well. And what about you, Ms. Greta? Where can they find you? Please do reach out to me. You can find me in lots about my programming and my offerings at my website, Dr. D.R. Greta Anderson, G-R-E-T-A, 
A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N.com. Please reach out and find me and friend me at Facebook. That would be under Dr. Greta Anderson, comma, L-P-G-A, and on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Dr. Greta Golf. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.